Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
right now, Voices of the True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Live Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast is now on the air. Yahweh Radio, Yahweh Ministry. I'll be your host for the seventh day of the revealing the number of Son of Edition, part number seven. And we're going to say, bring our ear in. We tell y'all about the broadcast, and we'll take it from there. And we know we're going to ask you guys over 9,000 songs, so we're going to say and bring our ear in and say about the broadcast, and we'll spread some books out, and we'll get on revealing the number of the beast, 666, the sound of addition that got to be revealed in this series. So when you meet our elder, we'll allow our voice to say, Elder Mr. Kills Israel, Yahweh be to that seed royal. And Yahweh bless the seed Israel, the seed royal. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, one thing about it, you know the box KL been lit, the curtain L went up, and the show must go on, so Elder. So whatever part you're going to play in, in your cross, take the time and, and speak to this national audience, and it'll still be taking notes. You're on the clock. Come on. Well, once again, Yahweh bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. Among a cast of over 900,000 listeners, I had to almost focus on how many people there is. But anyway, that is a good thing, because... We know that the more people that want to hear the word of Yahweh in the right way will bring them into a righteous understanding. We have many preachers, deacons, pastors out there, as I said last week, passing this word of their own understanding and not of the book. And that's good. That's not a good thing. Because it leads you into a wide path, which is pretty dangerous. You can either go left or right and fall into a dangerous place, as it says in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, chapter uh, 7, verse 13 and 14. 13 says, And ye in at the straight gate. For why is a gate that draws the way that leadeth to destruction? And neither be go in there. 14. Because straight is the gate and now is the way which leads into life. And few there be that find it. Well, this is why we are buying this program to you from the grace of Jesus Christ to lead you into a righteous so we can let you know that we have to be aware of the scriptures and the Bible precepts which we teach. And we're given a knowledge to know, as I said before, there are those out there with evil or confused teaching. And only God wants the bounds contest for righteous love. And even using the Bible scriptures as the weapons against those of us that know. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bunch of drums, and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of the Elkwater's Ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost about the Aquinas Word. 
learning how to connect the books, the health foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. You do all this because you have not. And this is the information you came to seek and have now found it in the voices of the true Israelites, forever gathered. Open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have. Your top part of Sabbath is Friday. We have an online class that starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And the online class on that day starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members decide to leave. We even have a website address. To use this on any search engine in the tribeyadda.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribe yadda.com dash Israelites. When you do this, right under a big line, you'll see some choices. One would be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. Now, on any other device, you possibly might see menu. But after clicking that, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. Seven says, Give unto the aqua or the kindreds of the people. Give unto the aqua glory and strength. Eight, give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaqwa loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures we read. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. Now, this is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh, while so familiar with school, which I say is very well needed on the things that I say these days. A banquet hall, radio station, and the land for global health groups may continue to speak out of this program. We even have a calendar. While there, check out that calendar. It's there to help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We even have a live program, a feature that's available during our broadcast time. Just enter three words to get there, Yaqua Radio Live, on your cell phone, computer, or smartwatch. And when you do that, Look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Tribe of Yadda, and click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcasts. Now, we even have a few numbers you can call with the online. First would be our live conference room number. This number is 319-527-6065. The other number is 224-600-5579. This is our international number. Where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the 69 accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dollar But also, by calling this number, 
you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive a plan. On another note, you might ask, please do not contact the seer, email, phone, or text, before broadcasts or afterwards. As you might imagine, the seer is usually pretty busy. With the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, is a cigar man, counts the many memos that most of us have seen. But even now, into that, late in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints, and that's besides setting up our program, World Program Shop. That's a lot even to talk about. So please use the international line, 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our today's program, you can catch the entire show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. That program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do this, just kind of three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And this time, look for voices in the Trizalites, Tribal Yadav. Just choose the program that you were late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Also, during our normal talk broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting our information on Caltalk. Caltalk, we are listed under ethnic group, African American. Just look for voices of the true Israelites, tribe of your job. You'll find a room that hold 50 or more listening participants. Well, Yahweh's word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there, to answer those on-the-table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be the elder Mr. Tibbs, along with Seer Israel, writing as chapter. Now, during this time, we'll be taking no comments on topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue teaching on foul talk. I'll be with you all. But as an ongoing, continuing reminder, when you give the scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh fall smooth. But remember that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So we can start to listen to some of those words of understanding and righteousness. We'll pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah.
we'll get ready to keep it moving. Because one thing about this word, it got to go forward because of the timeline that we are in. And matter of fact, let's take a look at the timeline so we can be clear about where we at anyway. You know, let's, let's take a look at Luke chapter 12, verse 12, and we're going to see what timeline we're in. Where are we at? Where are we at according to biblical time on the clock? Let's see by looking at Luke 12, verse 12. Elder Mr. Israel, and tell old Roe, we'll try to hold on a little bit. Roe, we will try to get a few of these, these statements in, but we need to know what time we're in, because right now we got a lot of building and planning on, on the nine, but you need to know the timeline on what time you're really in, how close are this thing to be shut down. Let's look at Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Hello, let's see of Israel, what that say, come on. Okay. Let's get to the book of Luke. Chapter twelve. Verse number twelve. And twelve says. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. He will heal us. 
he has smitten us, and he will bind us up. So Yahweh said, I'm going to do all that. So skip down to verse 10 and 11, and let's see what he said in 10 and 11 there, Elder. Okay, verse 10 and verse 11 in the same book, Hosea, chapter 6. Ten says, I have seen the horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is the whoredom of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. 11. Also, O Judah, he has sent a harvest for thee. When I returned the captivity of my people. Mm-hmm. So he said he don't set a, he don't set a harvest for Judah. But he's saying the northern kingdom is just a file. The northern kingdom is just, just out there. And now they're going to have to have a long pole wheel to wheel them back in. The northern kingdom. That's the northern tribe. They're in bad shape. They're up in Christianity. Everything. So but he's saying, Judah, if you hold on. Benjamin, Levi, Simeon. If you hold on, I'm going to return your captivity of my people. But you got to hold on, but you got to learn his word. That's why we got to take our time and uh, Yahweh know who he wants to reach whenever he wants to reach. So we prepare to do our part and give it all we got. So Mother E, we want to look at something, Mother E. We want to look at Revelation 21, Mother E. We want to look at a little end-time prophecy. Because we want to get back on 666, the son of the You have to be revealed. You have to know exactly what's going on. But something I want to take a look at is Revelation 21, Mother E. We're going to look at 21. And we're just going to hope that we can play it all the way out once we can. And Revelation 21 is end time prophecy. Matter of fact, John is in captivity. He's been hijacked and put in prison. And the angel is coming to him while he's in prison. So that's a better. But I remember, he's looking at things from ancient times. He's looking for things in prison. So, he, so when he's talking, he's talking around 96 A.D. on things that ain't properly happened even to this day. So he he, he closing up Yahweh's book in prison. So 21, 1 through 10 says what, Mother? The book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 1 to 10, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. But the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sleep. Verse 2. And I, John, saw the righteous city, New Jerusalem, coming down from Yahweh out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Yahweh is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, 
and Yahweh himself shall be with them and be their Yahweh. Verse 4. And Yahweh said, And Yahweh shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crime, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Verse 5. And he that sits upon this throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write for these, write for these words are true and faithful. Verse 6. And, said, and he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life free. Verse 7. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Yahweh, and he shall be my son. Verse 8. But the fearfulness and the unbelieving and the abominable and murders and homeowners and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars to have their part in the lake, which burn with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven valves, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb, wife. Verse 10, And he cried, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the righteous Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Mother, you got so much meat on this on this bone. It's amazing even where the star is. Mm-hmm. And it got so much meat on this bone right here from and and we were holding ourselves together, but we won't cut in no type of way. But it's no way in the world we're gonna let all this information get away without showing you that to understand what mother just got through reading. First of all, you got to understand something. John is writing from captivity. He's in prison right now. An angel is coming to him, telling him the right, uh, way telling him to write the hill, 117 through 19 and 41. What is John writing there, elder? Mr. Till, Israel, what is John writing? One seventeen through eighteen, and verse four and one. What is John write? Let's talk about it. Come on. Okay. What what book is that? Psalms one seventeen. 
Revelation 1, 17 through 19. Revelation 1, 17 through 19 and 41. You know, we want to find out exactly what John is writing by looking at 1, 17 through 19 and 41. So what is John writing? Let's talk about it so we can sit this up real nice and see what John writing from the angel talking to 1, 17 through 19. And slide over to verse 1. Come on. Okay, reading 17 through 19 of Revelation 1. 17 says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive for everyone. I will be Yahweh. And I have the keys of hell and of death. 19. Things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be thereafter. Verse number four. Here after. So hold on. Here after. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, yo. So right now, John is writing you hereafter. So what John is writing, what's going to happen the hereafter. So John is going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Now go to 4 verse 1. Now we're going to 4 verse 1. What does it say in 4 1? Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1. After this I look, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. All right, well, you have a, you, know, you got a little problem with that microphone. You need to recharge something real quick. We'll be along with you. Give you a chance to make some adjustments. You was very low on that. Um, hey, hey, Mother E, read that four verse one again. And we'll give him a chance to get that microphone and get a little more juice in that microphone so we can really uh, take care of his business. So, Mother, look at that 4 verse 1 and bring it out again. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, end time prophecy, what else? Come on. The book of Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened. In heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, "Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter." So John is writing about the hereafter. Mm-hmm. So when John put his pen down in 96 A.D., what was told? Is the hereafter. So there's no need nobody trying to tell you about the hereafter because John is taking care of all the hereafter from the 10th century. He's in prison. He's been exiled on the Isle called Patmos. He's there for one reason to hear the word of Yahweh and to lay out there exactly like this thing going to happen. Now we found out that in Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, 
we found out that Psalm been gone for two days, and the third day he's going to raise us up. But, but that third day, he's talking about the seventh day. Uh, mother, Mother Eve, in the book of Hebrews, I'm going to look at something in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews Take it yeah, Hebrews 4, verse number 1 through 1 through 5. We're going to Hebrews 4, 1 through 5. I'm trying to set something up. I'm trying to set something up, Mom. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 down to verse 5. What do you say, Mom? The Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. Verse 1, let us therefore fear, lest a promise be left us of eternity. Enter into his rest. Any of you should see to come short of it. Verse 2, for unto us was the covenant taught as well as unto them. But the word teaching did not, but the word preaching did not profit them, not not being mixed with faith in them that hears it. Verse 3, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Verse 4, for he speaks in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and Yahweh did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this and in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, verse six, seeing therefore it re, remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first taught. Entered not in because was first priest entered not in because of unbelief. Verse 11. 11 says, Also, O Judah, 
He had set a harvest for me when I returned the captivity of my people. Mm-hmm. So, one got a, the best shot of getting to this return the captivity of Judah. Who is the leading tribe of the twelve? So the one got the best opportunity to get in. It, it must come through Judah. That's the one got the best opportunity to make it in. Rise and fall of the twelve tribes of Israel. It lies in the hand of Judah. That's that's the big thing. That's the way it is. Now you know, come back and read. Entire prophecy 21 verse 1 of Revelation. I want to analyze this verse right here. Revelation 21 verse 1. In the book of Revelation, chapter 21 verse 1, one says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first harvest, for the first heaven, and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more seed. Now, when Christianity reads this, they're coming with all types of imagination of what this means. And the only way you will understand Yahweh's word, you must do what Yahweh tell you to understand his word. You're not understanding. You come on this broadcast and pack this broadcast up, 900,000 strong, fucking county. But you're not going to understand this word unless you do what the man tell you to do for him to give you the proper understanding. Because when you read verses like this, what it says, Elder in Job 11, verse 6. What can I read out of Job 11, verse 6? In the book of uh, yeah, Job, 11, verse 6. What is it saying out of 11, verse 6? Okay, in the book of Job, chapter 11, verse number 2. 2 six. says, should not... 6. 6. Oh, 6. Okay. Six. Job, 11, 6. 6 says, and that he would show thee the secrets of wisdom, that they are double to that which which is. Know therefore that Yahweh exalted of the less than thine iniquity deserve. Iniquity deserve. So to understand Yahweh's words in his Bible, you have to understand that Yahweh what he writes have a double meaning to it. If you read the way you've been brought up through Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, you're going to be all over the place. You're going to be all over the place trying to figure out what you think. And right now, by reading this verse as you read it, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. 
Now, if you read that exactly the way you read that, you guess what? You're gonna be all over the place, and that, and that was and that's what and that's why it's no accident. Sixteen on the camp, we got to come, but we got to know how to break this book down. So that's not always talking about it. What do you mean by this? Uh, a new heaven, a new earth, for the first earth and the first heaven have passed away and there are no more seats. What in the world are you talking about? Let's see if we start breaking this down by going to Isaiah 17. Try Isaiah 17 and start breaking this down to understand this 21 verse 1. Let's go to Isaiah 17 now, elders. Y'all, we got to go to the seers and see exactly what he's telling the seers about breakdown. We go and find out what does this mean about there'll be no more seat. There'll be no more seat. What are you talking about? You mean there'll be no more ocean out there? Ain't going to be no more water, no ocean. Is that what the way you're taking it? Let's do a little investigation through the, through the precepts and find out what's going on by going to Isaiah 17, 12 through 14. Let's say Isaiah 17, 12 down to verse 14. In the book of uh, Isaiah, reading chapter 17, going from verse 12 to 14, it all says, Woe to the multitudes of many people which make a noise like the noise of seas, and to the rushing of nations that make a rushing like a rushing of mighty waters. 13. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but Yahweh shall rebuke them. They shall flee far off and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, and like a rolling thing before the world. 14. And behold, even tide trouble, and before the morning, he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us, and a lot of them that rob us. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. So what he's saying, as he breaks this thing down, what he's saying, it will be no more rulership once he comes. He's letting you know that the sea he's talking about is a sea of, of wild, puffed up people. He let you know the sea is people. They will no longer be in charge no more. So he's talking about there be no more water. He ain't not talking about no water, no sea. He's talking about the sea of the people that's out of control. He said he will be able to straight beat they back a little bit. He's going to beat they back and straighten them out. So when you go and read Revelation 21 and said no more sea, he's talking about the sea of people in charge. They will not be in charge like a sea, all out, you know, unstable all over the place. Let's get a, let's get a precept on it, Elder, in 57 chapter of Isaiah 57, 20 and 21. Let's get a precept on that. Isaiah 57, verse 20 and 21. See, see you know, it's amazed me, amazing, that we see all these great big camps and all these big dignitaries that open this Bible up and, and take this thing literal and this thing is spiritual understanding. 
right from um, Mount Saint Holy Point. All the kids is riding. What kind of what kind of way, mother? A mother in Hosea twelve or ten. When the seers is riding, how is they riding? According to Hosea twelve, verse number ten. Let's talk about it, mother. Hosea twelve, verse ten. The book of Hosea, chapter 12, verse 10. I have also spoken by the seer, and I have multiplied visions and used similitude by the minister of the seer. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying, he used allegory. Allegory. It's like comparing something to something. He compares whatever timeline that Isaiah is, he compares something. That's what an allegory is. Comparing one thing to another. So he compares the sea to people. That's what he's doing. He uses, he, Yahweh used similitude. He'll say, well, you see, you on an island, you in captivity. You see how the waters up and down, up and down. That's how these people's gonna be running you in time to come. Like they're gonna be unstable. So that's what he means by the sea. The sea is the people. That's the allegory. And once you understand, he's comparing. Whatever state you in to get your attention, he'll meet you where you at. Matter of fact, let's read that. Um, let's read that other. Let's read how Yahweh operates. Come to the book of Daniel for a minute. Let me show you how the, how the Almighty see uh, how he operates on the book of Daniel. You're going to the book of Daniel, you know how he operates. He's going to make a statement to Daniel, and we're going to find out how the Almighty operates. We're going to Daniel chapter, we're going to Daniel chapter, what do we want? What do we want in Daniel? We want something else. We want something out of the book of Daniel. How Yahweh operates. We want to read something. So, in the book of Daniel, chapter 8, look at verse 15. We're going to 15 down to verse 17. We're going to do some edifying the national audience. Because see, everybody got a Bible study class going. They got their teachings everywhere. But we watch the best of them. They just keep teaching and telling what they think that means. You don't tell what you think it means. The Bible tells you what it means. But he's not going to get that to you because you do it by deceit. So we're going to find out exactly what that means. In Daniel chapter 8, verse 15 out of verse 17. And what does it say here? 
Okay, you know, the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, chapter 8, reading 15 to 17. 15 says, And it came to pass, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. 16. When I heard a man's voice between the banks of Europe, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. 17. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Mm-hmm. I'll read verse 16 again, yo. 16. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Europe, which said, which called, and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we come to. We're not coming to read a whole lot of scriptures to you. Although we can, we can, we can run, we can run a hundred. We can run sisters after sister, but we know one thing. What's that, what's that going to do for you for your understanding? You're still going to be lost and lost is all I know. And we, and we are made it, we are from the cause of getting all over the world. So we see now we about redress the whole world, really, on that bad kitchen they don't got. I got so much bad teaching. Only y'all want no kidding. He said, uh, son of man, can these, um, let's, let's read that. Hey, yeah. Let's run to Ezekiel 37 and figure verse 1. Let's get a priest up on this right here. He said, make this man understand this vision. Let's go to Ezekiel 37. You know, I want to get a priest up on that. Because one thing we do know, the box tail have been lit, the curtain hair went up, but we clear that we have been. Hey, hey, mother, give me uh, 1434 back in Israel. 1434, mother, mother, Ezra 1434, and where I meet the old elder in Ezekiel 37, 1 down to verse 4. Let's get that second Ezra, 1434. What's that, mother? Second Ezra, 1734. Yes. Look at second Ezra. Yes, ma'am. Let's get it saying, and 1434. What, what, do, what did Old Seal put in writing and 1434? What do you say, mother? 1434, 2nd Israel, 1434. Yeah, what did he say? 2nd Israel, chapter 14, verse 34. Therefore, if so be that you will subdue your own understanding and refrain your mind, ye shall be kept alive, and after death ye shall obtain mercy. He said, he said, you got to get rid of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. 
He said, you got to get rid of that Lord God and Jesus. He said, now, if you get rid of all that, like a dump truck, you dump all that stuff out. All that stuff that you've been taught, you got to dump all that out. And then we can be able to um, fill you up. That's all we going to do it. You got to take all the stuff you have learned and just twist it aside. Come with open mind six nights a week and and watch or two of his life break down unrebukable, revealing the number of the D666 competition. And everything is written in this Bible, but you got to have the right spirit to receive it. But like we told a brother today earlier, you have to keep the Sabbath day. Because he's not going to allow you to receive his information unless you keep the Sabbath day. It's like going to a job, like I told a brother today earlier. I said, it's like going to a job, not putting in the 40 hours. But then you're the paycheck line. I want to know, do you get a paycheck? He said, no. That's the same way it is with this information. If you don't keep the Sabbath day, bump shoulders, y'all not going to let you hear this, but he's going to take it away from you. You know, he's going to take it away, just like the job boss will say, why are you in a paycheck? You didn't put the 40 hours in. Why are you in a paycheck line for the check? He said, no, I, put the, I, I, just came, I just came for the check. He said, what about the 40 hours? Well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I had something else to do. Well, it's time to pass our check. And we got something else to do besides passing you a check. That's the same thing we're trying to tell you in this information. If you don't keep the Sabbath day, if you don't keep them the feast day, if you don't keep wearing no fringes, you can hear this message all you want to hear it, but it's going to get away from you. Like, like, for example, what's coming up Friday? Friday night, what's coming up Friday? The world is not going to tell you what's coming up Friday. Let's find out what's coming up Friday and... and Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 11 and 14. What's coming up Friday Friday night when the sun sets Friday night? What's coming up? Let's find out what's coming up by going to Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 11 and 14. What's coming up Friday night? Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 11 and 14. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 11 and verse 14. Verse 11, and thou shalt rejoice before the Yahweh, your Yahweh, thou and thy sons and thy daughters and thy maidservants, thy manservants and thy maidservants, and the Levi that is within thy gates, and the strangers and the fatherless, and the widows that are among ye, in the place which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, have chosen, 
to place his name there. Verse 14. And thus, and thus shall rejoice in thy feast, thy and thy sons and thy daughters and thy manservants and thy maidservants and the Levites, the stranger and the fatherless and the widows that are with in thy gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said you got a what he said again in 14, mother? What he said is this? What, what is this again? One line across? That's yeah, rejoice in that feast. You see that? So, so it's a feast coming up. This is an order from the Almighty to rejoice at a feast coming up. But you, I ain't heard nothing on TV about no feast coming up. But it's a feast coming up Friday night. It's a feast coming up Friday night. Skip down to verse 16, mother. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 16. Three times in a year shall all the males appear before the Yahweh, your Yahweh, in the place which he shall choose in the feast of unleavened bread, in the feast of unleavened bread, and in the feast of wheat, and in the feast of tabernacle, and they shall not appear before the Yahweh empty. 17. Okay. Verse 17. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, which he has given thee. Uh-huh. So here is a hill. Friday night, it's a feast coming up. And and the feast is called the Feast of Weeks. That is Friday mm-hmm. night. So this Friday night is a feast coming up. But but this is a commandment from if you know you Israelite descent, it's a feast coming up Friday night. <laughs> Call the feast of the week. Friday night. That's 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 the feast is coming up Friday night. And all all first day feast you wear your white garments and your fringes on Friday night. That's the feast is coming up Friday night. Mm-hmm. But listen. That's why it's not gonna you might worldly be blessed. But you're going to pay the price for Yahweh. I got these in. And all these is a reminder. This feast right here, then they put another name on this feast day. They put another name on this feast, the Feast of Week. They call it out something else on the right side of the book. It's on the right side of the book. We're going to ask chapter 2, Elder. Now they got another name on it, 2 verse 1 down to verse 5. Let's see what he says in 2, 1 down to verse 5. Elder, still. Now, the feast of the week is Friday night. All the Israelites supposed to be knowing about it, talking about it, but you wait for that one hour faith to tell you about the feast or what this man commands you to do, children of Israel. 
Now, in ancient days, let's see what they knew about in 2 verse 1. This is 1 down to verse 5, they We're going to to Acts chapter 2, 1 down to verse 5, what does it say? Okay, the book of Acts, chapter 2, we're reading verse 1 to verse 5. 1 says, And when the day of the Pentecost fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. 3. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them, four. And they were all filled with the righteous spirit and began to speak with other tongues. And the spirit gave them utterance, five. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devoted, devout men out of every nation under heaven. He said, who came there was Jews, from the word for Judah. Devout men out of every nation. So they knew that the Feast of Weeks that is called now Pentecost, wherever they was at, they knew they had to make that gathering to keep that feast day. So they came out, Judah, devout men out of every nation upon the hill. They came for this feast day, see, right? We don't even, we don't do nothing in the Bible. Imagine you go on your job and you only show up for the paycheck. But you put you, the 40 hours in. How long before they don't be able to boot you out? That's the same thing about Yahweh's word. If you don't keep these paychecks, you can hear the word, but he's going to take it away from you until you be, um, Hey, Mother East, we must be a 213 of Romans. Hey, Mother East, what is saying 213 of the book of Romans? Okay. Book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 13. Let me get that. Romans, chapter 2. The book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 13, reads, Romans, chapter 2, verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are just before Yahweh, but the doers of the law shall be justified. He said, oh, well, you, if you're not the hearers of, of this law, it's going to be, uh, you got to be a doer of it. That means one thing, what he got written, you got to eat this whole roll. You can't eat the part you want to eat. You got to do the whole roll and enjoy yourself doing it. You got a feast coming up called a feast of week, what they call Pentecost. It's this Friday night. All six locations will be open. Call for details on the international line, 224-600-5579. 
he where he's closer to because sooner or later, that's why we're going to read the timeline. The timeline is starting off for two days. The third day is a serious day because that is the seventh. You end the seventh day. This thing can come to a conclusion, conclusion of a closing in the time because it's not going to go eight. It's not going to go past seven. This is the ball game you in. Skip down to verse um, 213, I mean 213 and 14. Look what it says in Acts 213 and 14, what it say? Acts chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. 13 says, Other marking said, these men are full of new wine. 14. But Peter standing up with, with 11 filled, the 11 filled up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and ye all that dwell at Jerusalem, that thou, this is known unto you, that ye hearken to my words. Yeah, and, and what is he saying in verse 15 and 16? Verse number 15, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. 16, but this is that which was spoken by the seer, Joel. He said, he said uh, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? They thought they had to hit the wine before the time. But he said, no. What I'm doing, I'm speaking to you, was written in Joel about. That's why you hear on the gathering is reminding you of the conclusion of things. So the reason you keep these feast days is always pointing to the reminder that this thing is coming to a close. It's not all about just eating and eating and Although we're gonna eat them up and drink them up Friday night, no doubt about that, because it's a feast day. But what he's trying to tell you that this is a reminder that this thing is coming to a close. So the children of Israel that was called Judah all over the world, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, it was all called by the same name. He said, but Joel talked about this. We're not going to read it. But Joel told you that your sons and daughters going to prophesy of these people and so apologizing, telling people, get ready. The Almighty going to make his move. But he's going to make his move in the seventh day. That's the point we make it. Now we get a case in point. Let's go to uh, Joshua chapter 6. For the book of Joshua. This is what he's saying. See, we, we clear when Yahweh is going to make his move. Do you know what time you in right now? You in the seventh, the last day. You in it right now. It's not going to go past the seventh day. One day with the Almighty is like a thousand years. Young father's son was born 4004. Four thousand years from Adam. 
He's been gone for 2,000 years. That's sick. So you're in the, in the clothes of the Sabbath right now. Anywhere in the Sabbath, this thing going to come to an end. That's why you got to watch the signs of the time from the Bible. you in the Sabbath and the final stretch are on right now. And that's why I force you over to is why we're coming to you to tell you it's time to take another look at the Bible. You could be eating, drinking, planning to do this, to do that. <laughs> this thing comes to close. And that's why we're reminding you it's so important about keeping the Sabbath day, these feast days, knowing who you are, knowing who the son of addition is, knowing that whatever they come out of their mouth is it's not correct. And get involved in this ministry because this thing is coming to a close. Let's see what he told Joshua in the sixth chapter. We're going to start reading until we get out point. Think of verse 4. We're going to Joshua chapter 6 and think of verse 4 until we get out point. Let's read down until we get out point. What did it say? Hello, look at here. Let's go to Joshua chapter 6, chapter verse 4. Verse number 4. And, and seven four. priests, and seven priests shall bear before the ark. Seven priests. Call your verse out for the national audience and, and give that microphone a little more energy so we can uh, get this message across. Okay. Joshua chapter 6, verse 4 says what? Verse number four, and seven trumpets shall bear before the before the ark, seven trumpets of ram horns. And the seventh day ye shall compose the city seven times, and the priests shall bow, bow with the trumpets, five. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend to every man straight before him. Six. Good. And Joshua. Good. 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 So you see, on the seventh trumpet, that means once you hear the seventh trumpet sound, which is the conclusion of everything, he said, make your move. So he's making his move right now, starting with his ministry. He's making his move right now. We blow on the trumpet to you right now. He said, when the seventh trumpet blow, make your move. Get down to verse 15 and 16. What did he say, 15 and 16? Verse number 15 and 16. 15 says, and when it came to pass the seventh day, that they rose earlier about the dawn of the day, and compass the city after the same manner. Seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. Sixteen. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Yahweh has given you the city. Hey, that's something. You see that? He's a shout. Yahweh city. Yeah, that's how they do it right now. Yahweh is making his move right now. You're in the last days. 
you're in the same thing of the seventh. It ain't going to the past the seventh. That's why we he sent the last message to you called Forces of the True Israelites. You in the timeline of the shout. That's why we reveal the things to you that what's going to happen in this seventh day, the seven thousand year. You in it now. You in it right now. Once this message is told plainly, and those that got here to hear gonna hear it, and the ones that not is gonna be sucked up. See? So our job is to tell you that it ain't going past the seven thousand years. You in it right now. <laughs> so now that's why we come on the broadcast and take our time to reveal things to you that it ain't gonna prolong itself past it. Once Horses of the two is like get through talking and you understand this thing. So you gonna make sure the word is out there. It's up to you to make adjustments on what? The Sabbath day keeping, be shade keeping, land on branches, talking shoulders, getting in where you where you be in at. Understand one thing, that's why it's so important for us to come together and build <laughs> and the land is there, school, the banquet hall, to help our little more. That's what we should be concentrating on, but we concentrate on everything else. Instead of the school, the help our little ones, the banquet hall, the radio station, the land is for us everywhere. We got to secure the land everywhere. We got to secure it because it'll be flying in all over the world to hear this message. So Yahweh put all the land before north, east, south, west, it's vacant, but it got to be secure. Those nations feel appreciated to secure this land. We have it. It's there before you. It's time now to step to the place. Get in where you're fitting in at because you want to be able to help yourself to help your loved ones. It ain't going past where it's at right now. It is this. That's why he's telling you, you're in the seventh day. Once the message is totally clear, he already got it written how it's going to be. It's up to you to step, step into place. If you're another case in point, hey, Mother E, we go to Second Kings chapter 5, verse 10. Hey, Mother E, we're going to get, we're going to Second Kings. Chapter 5, figure verse 10. Let's get a second witness on when Yahweh makes his move. He's going to make his move according to the Bible. Second Kings, chapter 5, figure verse 10. Let's see what he says. Look at Second Kings, chapter 5, verse 10. Second Kings, chapter 5, verse 10, read. And Elisha sent a message unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flood shall come again to thee, and thus shall be clean. You so, so, so now, this big king, this big king, he had love on him. 
that he had a little widow woman there with him and said, well, if the city of Troy was to do, why don't you do it? He said, go down to Jordan River and wash yourself how many times? Seven times. And he said, you will be clean. See, seven is the conclusion of the matter. You in the seven right now. Go wash yourself seven times and you will be clean. But he thought, thought it could be one way than another. But then a little maid told him, hey, look, mate, look, look, big king, big dignitary. Why don't you do what the singer tell you to do? Because you don't want you don't have that leprosy on you, leprosy is nothing but white skin on you. You, you don't want to look like um, the sons of Esau, do you? No. He wants to do, do what he tell you to do then. So he went on and done it. You know, didn't believe it because he had too much Christianity, Islam, and Judaism in it. He went on and done it. And what happened to verse 14, Mother? Verse 14. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of Yahweh. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. See, Mother, they, they don't play those fear, don't never mind. See, old fear be telling you exactly what this book is saying, but see, they're not paying me no never mind. But sooner or later, you're going to take a recognize what's written in the Bible in 33, verse 33. You're going to recognize the sign of time one day up the road. So so he, he was stumbling and bumbling all around. So he went on finally down to see us, told him to do. And guess what happened? He walked himself seven times. He dipped himself seven times. Then that leprosy came off on him. He had the flush of a little child. Now he's getting ready. He could he tried to do everything he can now. I don't know I don't know what price you're gonna pay, but you understand this thing for real. I know you'll pay the seal no never mind. I know he come on airway six nights a week. To let you know and blow the trumpet. He's in the seventh day. Seventh day, you got to understand more what's going on. You're watching that one hour tape. The answer is to watch what's going on with this book. Now, remember, we read that the sea, he found the sea, and he out the water. And he out, out the water. Hey, Mother, read um, Revelation 17, 15. So now you found out one thing. We read 21 1. The sea was the people. That was the people that in control. Letting you know they're not going to be in control too much longer. Let's go to Revelation 17 15, mother. Let's see what's happening. 17 15. Revelation. Revelation. Chapter 17, verse 16. 15. Revelation yes, 7. 15. 17 15. Revelation chapter 17, verse 15 reads. And he said unto me, The water which thou sawest, where the horror city of people, and multitude, and nation, and tongue. You see that? So what are you, so what are you trying to tell you? 
that who running all this thing, if, if, if that whole city out of the Vatican City run it, it runs people, tongues, and nations. That whole city, the one that teach you Christianity, that's over Christianity, you know, keep Sunday, you know, poke out of Rome. That's what he's showing you. So it's, it, for one day, going to be no more sea. That means no more rulership coming out of Rome. It's going to come to an end. That's what he's saying. But remember, John is writing similar to He comparing one thing to another. See, that's the point we make it. He writing the future. Oh, how it's going to be. But we know one thing. We're in the seventh day now. And that's one thing going to come to an end. Hey, yo. Let's look at them. Now, give me that Isaiah 57 now, yo. Verse 20 and 21. Isaiah 57, 21. What does it say? Isaiah 57, the book of, uh, 20 and 21. The book of Isaiah. Chapter 57, verse number 20 and 21. 20 says, But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters were cast up uh, mirror and dirt. 21. There is no place, saith the aqua, to the wicked. You know, you, you know how you be out there, you see the, the water just up and down, up and down, up and down. He said, just like that, just how the wicked is. They always got something going on. They always trotting some kind of way at you. Maybe no more than stealing your dirty. They'll do everything they can. The wicked will do everything they can. They'll, they'll try to cause you trouble any way they possibly can. The wicked. That's how they operate. He said, the wicked is like a troubling sea. Hey, you ever see somebody try to stable a troublesome sea? The waves is all over the place. That's how the wicked is. The wicked would have, if you're not, if you're not in this Bible, the wicked are have you think that it is a possibility for you to be, but no, he said it's Bible. You understand that the wicked is just like a troublesome sea all over the place. Imagine you're in a storm in a little boat, and you just bounce, and that's how the wicked operate. Now, who the wicked is? See, he said that's how the wicked operate. Um, hell, and some about the wicked in Micah chapter 2. There's something about the wicked, Elder. Can you help me out in Micah chapter 2 about the wicked? Yes, Michael talks about, about the wicked. He makes a statement. The fear makes a statement about the wicked. And what do we say that we can read in 2 verse 1? Let's read down a little bit. Let's talk about this wicked a little bit. How do the wicked operate so we can be able to watch them from the pages of the book? Tell me out there, Elder. We're going to Michael, M-I-C-A-H, about this wicked. How do they operate that we can read? Let's read till we get our point. 
in the second chapter, pick it up verse 1. Michael, chapter 2, verse number 1. What is there to Let's read a bit about this wicked. How do you operate? Michael, chapter 2, starting at verse number 1. One says, Warm to them that devise iniquity and work evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they practice it because it is in their power of their hand. Two, and they convert fields and take them by violence and houses and take them away. So they oppress a man and his house, even a man and his heritage. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, behold, Against this family, I do devise evil, an evil, for which ye shall not remove your necks, neither shall ye go harmful. For this time is evil. For in that day shall one take up a, a parable against you, and a layman with a doleful lamentation, and say, We be utterly spoiled. He had changed the portion of my people. How had he removed it from me? Turning away, he had divided our fields. Five. Hold that Therefore, point. thou shalt. Hold that Hold that point. That's big talk, Hill. That's big talk. That's good enough to tell. But what he said about it, again in verse 3, it's an important word, word he left. You, we um, need to emphasize about this wicked. See, we need to emphasize about this wicked, a, a most a powerful word in verse 3. Let's see what the powerful word in verse 3 about this wicked that we got to emphasize in verse 3. 3 says, Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, Behold, against this family I do devise an evil, for which ye shall not remove your necks. Neither shall ye go haunting, for this time is evil. Excellent. He says, therefore, thus says Yahweh, behold, I'm against this family. He <laughs> said, I'm against this family. You know what the man just said? It's not just an individual. No. I'm a, a, a mother, mother, you hear that? He says, I'm against that family. So it's a family that he's a key. Understand one thing. When we went into captivity, our four fathers and mothers in Deuteronomy 28:68. But we was in the lawns of them people, and we was in the lawns of them people. Just like this family talking about right now. When, he, when Michael was writing this, this evil, wicked family was in the lawns of these people they're talking about. So what he's saying, I'm against this family. See, he's just not going to get the, well, that was back in them days, that don't need to do this to do. Because <laughs> we can read what we were in the lawns of the people, they went through that. Uh, uh, give me a priest up there, a, a mother, mother. Give me a priest up there. Psalm 69, verse 4. Can you have to see it See, that's why we got to come. We got to come and take our time. And we got to learn something on the way of learning something. In 69, verse 4, mother, 
Can you have those three out of Psalm 69, verse 4? Can you have those three out of 69, verse 4? The book of Psalms, chapter 69, verse 4. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hair on my head. They that would destroy me, being my enemy, wrongfully, are mighty than I. Restore that which I took not away. He said, he said look at it. I'm coming. He said, I'm coming telling David. He said, David, uh, I've come to restore to some. I didn't take it. I didn't take it away from these people. Mm-hmm. Children of Israel went into captivity because they were low down. But I made a promise <clears throat> to the fathers. Now I'm coming to restore that without taking that away. That means he ain't done nothing. But he come to pay the price and that's the same thing we're doing right now. Paying the price of what our forefathers and mother did. So as we paying the price for this, don't think the other nation gonna pay the price for what their forefathers and mothers done, although they did? Yeah. This is just Yaqua. So when they tell you what not the old that's been done away with. Oh, really? Skip down to verse number. Hey, mother, skip down to verse number eight. Eight. And we'll read down. Keep reading until we get our point. Skip down to verse eight. And look what he says in verse eight. Psalm chapter 69, verse eight. I am become a stranger unto my brother. And the age yes. unto my mother's children. Yes, because you ain't got a clue. Well, hold that for a moment. Because you ain't got a clue. You say, I'm a stranger to my, my, mother. I'm a alien to my mother's children. You say, they, they ain't got a clue what I look like, what I'm about. They don't have a clue what I'm on. Read the next verse, mother. Verse 9. For the zeal of thine house has eaten thee up. And he said, your zeal, hold that point. Your zeal has just ate me up. He's all that zeal and punk you got. He just ate me up. He said, he watch you. The greatest people he ever made, he showed for his word, were the children of Israel. But they don't believe nothing in this Bible. They believe everything somebody else tells them. Nothing in this Bible they believe. What's your name first, there, mother? You don't want to finish that one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And the, and the reproach of them that reproach thee are falling upon me. Stop right there. That's good, right there. That's good, right there. Well, what do you say again, mother? That the part that you read, that's the part I don't want to go anyway. What, he, what happened again, mother? The reproach of the reproach of them that reproach thee of falling upon me. Hey, that's something. You know what I mean, mother? That means what they got, he got to pay the price. As that was the man that said. Don't you think what your forefathers and mothers did way back there in ancient days, ain't you paying the price for it today? Yeah. So why do you think that you ain't going to pay the price on what your father done too. 
What go for the goose, go for the gander. That's the way how he operates. But he but he giving us room to come back. That's why he's sending bosses of the two Israelites to you. Come back and, and take a look at this book again. Look at it out of the eyes of the ones he gave it to. He didn't get his Bible to uh, read the other and Amos 3, 1 and 2, and verse 7. See, come back. Come, 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 come back. Look at this Bible according to what he did in his Bible and who you really are. Stop believing them, other nations. We tell you in Amos 3, 1, 2, and 7, what is hell? In the book of Amos 3, I believe you said, 1, 2, and 7. That's okay. right. Verse, num- verse number 1. Hear this word that the Yahweh had spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought from, from the land of Egypt, saying, 2, only you I have known of all the families of, of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your Read that again, so, Read that again. Two. Only, only have I known all the again. families of the earth. Hey, Elf. Hey, Elf. Take time to look at it real cap and read word by word to bring out the point. Plain. Look two. at it real. We ain't no error. Look at that verse real carefully what he's saying. Two says, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. All your so, iniquities. You only have I known. So you see the man saying, Amos is telling the children of Israel, Yahweh saying, you only have I known. Out of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I'm going to punish you for everything that you do. See that? You only have I known out of all the families of the earth. Now, that's a big statement he just made. So he was reminding the children of Israel if you want to know about his business, you only can go to one people. Because the only one he knew was the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Amos 3, 1 and 2. Now look what he said in verse 7. 7 says, Surely the Yahweh will do nothing but reveal his secrets unto his servants, the seers. He said, I got anything to say to man. I'm going to say it to the seer. Why don't you understand what this man is saying? If i got anything to say of anything that you got to know today, I'm going to tell it to the seer that's the sitting seer of this time. And the only way you can replace the seer, mother, is how? 715 and 1st chapter. The only way you can replace the seer the only way you can replace it. Let's see what he says in 
You know what? It's, a, it's like a big elephant in the kitchen painted white. And you can't even see it and you're trying to cook in the kitchen. That's how blind the children of Israel is. Let's, let's, let's read that. Let's read that. Hey, hey, let's read that. Let's read what he says about how blind this children of people is. We're going to Isaiah 42, verse 17. Let's read a little bit. Check it out in verse 25. Let me show you what he says about these people. He's talking to Isaiah still about the children of Israel. Look what he says about them in Isaiah 42, 17, out of verse 25. Hey, yo, look to see us Israel. What he said about this Israelite in Isaiah 42, 17, out of verse 25. The book of Isaiah, chapter 42, reading 17 to 25. 17 says, They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in craving images that say unto molten images, Ye are our Yahweh's. 18. Hear ye deep and look, ye blind, that ye may see. 19. For who is blind but, thy, but my servant? or deep as my messenger that I sent. Who is blind as he that is perfect, and blind as the Yahweh's servant? 20. Seeing many things, but thou observest, not opening the ears, but he heareth not. 21. The Yahweh is well pleased for his mighty righteousness' sakes. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. 22. But as his people rob, they are all of them. Take a time to be a real Catholic. Take a time to be a real Catholic. 22. Take a time to be a But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivered for a spoil, and none saith restore. 23, who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? 24, who gave Israel for a spoil, and Israel to the robbers? Did not the Yahweh against whom we have sinned? For they would not walk in his ways, neither were they obedient unto his laws, or totally instructions. 25. Therefore he had poured unto him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle, and that it had set him on fire round about. Yet he knew not, and it burned him. Yet he laid it not to mind. <laughs> He said, he said, I'm burnt man on every side. I'm burnt all the way from the time he sinned against me up to this day. And he still ain't said y'all want to happen. He said, I'm burnt him up. Matter of fact, mother, what, what did he say in 1 verse 3 of Isaiah? Let's read a bit. He said, look what I'm dead, but it's his life. Children of, of, of tribe. He's all burnt them on every business deal, 
I've heard them on a leader. I've had them broke down. I'll throw them off into prison houses. And they still haven't figured out why I was out. And they still ain't figured out even today. I'll throw them on every side. You take 10 steps up and take 15 back. And you still can't figure out what will happen. Do you know, children of Israel, you got a calling on you? You got to come out of this world in the mind so he can take care of his business with you without you. It's going to happen. You're the seventh day. But you so bent to think you are going to prosper without taking care of Yahweh first. You're going to lose. In the seventh day, this thing is coming to a conclusion. It's time for you to get in where you fit in. It. It's time for you to be about helping with the land, cool, banquet hall, giving you all the James five twenty you can get. You need to have a heart when you stand before him. If you ain't got no bargain chip, the man going to do you some damage. He's going to wake you up and do you some damage all over. Mm-hmm. Huh? Listen, you got to put this man first. Stop being hell-bent on the world. Put him first. This is the seventh day. Look what Mother getting ready to read in the book of Isaiah 1, verse 3. And we're going to read a little bit. Listen to what he, he, Isaiah said. See what Isaiah talking. He's talking in one verse three. And Mother's going to read down a little bit. What do you say, Mother? The book of Isaiah, chapter one, verse three. The ox knows his owner, and the ass his master's creel. But Israel do not know my people. Do not consider. Verse 4. A sinful nation, a people led with sin and seed of evildoers, children that are corrupted. Corruptors. They are corruptors. They are They have the Chinese with their pants down below their backside. We are a corrupted people. We got other nations trying to emulate you, walk around their pants, half down their red. We are corrupted. We got turn our hats backwards and all that stuff. We are a corrupted as a people. Go ahead and read, mother. They have forsaken the Yahweh. They have provoked the righteous one of Israel. Unto anger. They are gone away backward. Verse 5. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolve more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole mind faints. Verse 6. From the soul of the foot, even unto the head, there is no sound soundness 
in it, but wounds and beauty and purified and putrefying soul. He says, he said, mm-hmm. these people are there, he said, are there, these people are here. He said, I'll beat them down. You know, he's like he got one of the most grandbabies over, about two or three years old. You beat him down real good and can't stop doing that. And by the time you try to go get your little rest, he read back off of She read back off in some again. He said, why can I even beat you anymore? The more I beat you, the more you're going to revoke more and more. That's how I count people we are. We just love to make this man put on our head by not keeping the Sabbath day, not keeping the feast day, not getting in where you fit in at. He's just watching you. But, Mother, what do you say? In Hosea 5.15, concerning the children of Israel. He told Hosea to fear about the children of Israel in 5.15 of Hosea. Hey, Mother, what did he say in 5.15? Hosea 5.15. Hosea 5.15. Hosea 5.15. Hosea 5.15. Okay. Hosea. Get there. Hosea chapter 5, verse 15. Hosea chapter 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place to date not as their offense and seek my faith and their affliction. They will seek me early. Is that your new mother? He's I'm, I'm just going to return to my place. Just going to watch. I'm going to see as I deliver you up. And would you make a change on what I'm doing? I'm, I'm going to make you cry, be sorrowful, make things happen to you. I'm going to see what you lay it in the mind. That's me collecting on you to see if you will do the right thing. Now, hello, Mr. Tim, King, verse 3. Let me, let me show you what he said he's going to do for you. And Jeremiah 15, verse 3. Is this what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to do something for you in Jeremiah 15, verse 3. He said, I'm just watching you. I'm going to. Beat you down so bad, give you uh, your some of your closest relationships, bloodline, and I'm gonna see what you turn to me. I'm just gonna keep beating you down until you finally figure this thing out. You might not figure this thing out. This the hand of y'all, huh? Because you was created to do a job for him. But the more he take away from you, I wonder when would you take hold to this picture, plainly. 15, verse 3 says what? 15, 15, verse 3. Jeremiah, 15, verse 3. 3 says, and I will appoint 
over them four kinds, says Yahweh, the sword to slay, and the dogs to tear, and the fowls of the heaven, and the beasts of the earth to devour, devour and destroy. Devour and destroy. He said, I'm, I'm going I'm to put over you four kinds. And what he's talking about is similitude of nations. Sit over four nations over you. And the mindset will be just like this. They're going to have the mindset of a beast on you. They're going to have a mindset of you a fowl, like an eagle. You know, eagle get way up in there and poop down and pick up a cow if he can. An uh, eagle can pick up a cow and drop it back down on his belly and suck him <laughs> wide open. He says, the dog, the tail, you know how the wolves get a hold to you? They'll suck around you. He'll sheep, they'll call the eggs. You know what? And a wolf can get somebody, get you out there in the middle of the open field, and a wolf just jump down on you and get the hidden on you every kind of way. And I'm going to put the sword man on you. And I'm going to put all that on you, and sooner or later you're going to figure it out. God, so every kingdom that I've been in, it's one of these attributes have been put on me. And I still won't turn to Yahweh. You see the gate, and you still won't turn. Every kingdom you have been in since you've been out of your land has treated you like one of these right here that Jeremiah read. Okay? Let's go to Revelation Elder. We're going to Revelation 13. And we're going to look at verse number one. Revelation 13, verse 1, Elder. 13, verse 1. Okay. Going to the book of uh, Revelations, chapter 13, verse number 1. 1 says, And I stood upon the sands of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blessing. You see that? So now John is right from prison. He saw a beast that rise up oh, from man. the sea. See what? People. This beast, you just got to read. John was in prison writing about a beast that's going to come up among the people. And he's going to treat you, children of Israel, like a beast, preach his praise. That's what's going to happen to you. Now we're going to preach up there and find out what is this beast, Elder, by going to Daniel chapter 7, verse 3, 4, 7, and 21. We, matter of fact, read. Daniel chapter 7, verse 3 down to verse 7 and 21. So you see, we can't come no plainer to you to understand that the kingdom that you're in has got one of these four attributes as we speak today. On you, the 12 tribes of Israel to scatter. He said, now John was in prison house. 
And the angel showed him about a beast that's going to come up out of the sea among the people. Now we're going to preach up that and find out what you're talking about in Daniel chapter 7, verse 3, 9, verse 7, and 21. Come on, yo. Daniel chapter 7, verse 3, down to verse 7 and 21. Yo. What that say, yo? What happened to I, yo? Oh, we got three. And four great beasts yeah. came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Four. The first was like a lion and he had eagle's wings. And I beheld until the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. And as a man's mind was given, to it. Three. And behold, another beast, a second, like unto a bear. And it rised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. Six. After this, I beheld. I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. And the beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. Seven. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces, and stamped the residue of the with the feet of it. Pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Verse number twenty one. Twenty one says, I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. He said the same horn with power made war with the saints and prevailed against the saints. Same horn, same power, devoured must blood. The fourth, terrible, terrible, terrible beast, that fourth. He made war with the saints and he prevailed against them. Hey, Marie, who did he say to that he prevailed against in 148, verse 14? Who would he say that he prevailed against in 148, verse 14 of Psalms? Who would he say he just prevailed against? This beast just wore him out. He wore the saints out, mother. 148, verse 14. What are you talking about, mother? Psalms chapter 148. Verse 14, 3. He also exalted the horns of his people, the phrases of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near 
unto him. Praise be Yahweh. So he had his beast wore out the children of Israel. This beast is wearing out the children of Israel as we speak. He wearing the children of Israel out as we speak. Wearing you out. Got you thinking that his way or no way. Now we got. And you know what? You believe it. You believe it. Uh, mother, we need to start tightening down on this beast a little bit by going to Isaiah 24, verse 5 and 6. Let's find out where this beast out there to you. In 24 of Isaiah, verse 5 and 6, what else this beast out there? Isaiah, chapter 24. Five. Yes, five and six. I see it, chapter 24, verse 5 and 6, verse 5. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed law, changing the audience. Broken the everlasting covenant. Verse 6. Therefore have the curse divided the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. Read verse 5 again, mother. Read verse 5 again. Isaiah 24, verse 5. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the law, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. We said the earth the that's running this earth. Read verse 5 again, Mother, because you own something, Mother. I, I want to read verse 5 again. Take your time on verse 5. What did it say about verse 5? Okay. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the law Changing the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Who did that? I want hey, mother. Who did that? Who, 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 who changed? Who done all that? Let's go to uh First Maccabees one forty one. Hey, mother, who did who did that? Who changed? Who broke the law and changed the everlasting covenant? Who did that that we can read? We're going to Maccabees 141, and let's see can we read on who did that. Who did that? Change the everlasting covenant. Both in the everlasting covenant, and they run in the world, and everything up under them have they the thousand. Who did that? 
going to first Maccabees one forty one do a little read, mother. Let's even put your thing on. Who did that? First Maccabees one forty one is read a little bit. Come on. First Maccabees chapter one, verse forty one. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. 42, and everyone should be his law. So all the nations agreed according to the commandments of the king. 43, yea, many also of the Israelites consented to his religion and sacrificed unto ours and profane the Sabbath for the folk. For the king had sent letters by messengers unto Jerusalem, and the city of Judah, that they should follow the same laws of the land. For the and forbid and forbidding burnt offering and sacrifice and drink offering in the temple, and that they should profane the Sabbath and feast day. Forty-six, and polluted the sanctuary, and polluted the sanctuary and holy, holy. People, righteous people. Forty-seven. Set up altars and groves and chapels of ours and sacrifice one blood and unclean meat. Forty-eight. That they should also leave their children uncircumcised, and make their souls abominable with that all manner of uncleanness and profane. Forty-nine, to the end they might forget the law and change the honor. And who's the other Hold on, 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 and for what reason, here we go in verse 49, 50. You want to clock them up, just deliver, deliver the whole run in 49 and verse 50. What is that? Verse Maccabees chapter 1, verse 49 and verse 50. Verse 49. To the end that they might forget the law and change all the honor, honor. 
and whosoever would not do according to the commandment of the king, he said, he should die. Ain't that something? So, mother, you believe maybe that's the reason why they don't want to keep the feet day? You mean that still that same fear is over their head? To, you be, might be over their head today. Maybe that's the reason that we got a problem by keeping the Sabbath day, the feast day, land branches. Maybe we still up on that same old bully tactic even today. Mm-hmm. Well, we just getting along to get along. <laughs> to me, if the was made by the, the power to be, you have to get all your laws. Sabbath day, feast day, and everything. And they kept you doing them days, it was a mm-hmm. Do you believe that's the same thing going on today? The reason why they won't keep the Sabbath day and the feast days and his yellow uh, nation after Zion? Do you believe that's what's going on today, Mother? You think they got the same fear back in the day they still got it on them today? What do you think about that, Mother? Yeah, I think they don't understand. I think they, they got the same spirit way back there that they got today. Now, now, Elder, we're going to second book of Maccabees, chapter 6. We look at 6 down to verse 9. No, matter of fact, this is verse number 1, you And And Mother Eve had me the wisdom of Solomon. Chapter 17, verse 2, waiting on me. Now, here we're going and look at second book of Maccabees, chapter 6, verse 1, down to verse 9. 1 down to verse 9, and then we're going to get a couple more in. We're going to see if Mother E. Mother E. want to give a address this national audience. So let's see what we got to work with, Elder. Second Maccabees. One through nine. Take your time and do your part in Second Maccabees six one through nine. We're gonna preach up that from that one forty one down to verse fifty. Come on. Okay, I'll make sure I got the chapter right. Second Maccabees chapter six verses one through verse number nine. One says Not long after this the king sent an old man of Athens to compel the Jews to depart from the law of their fathers and not to live after the laws of Yahweh. Two, and to pollute also the temple in Jerusalem, Yahweh, and to call it the temple of Jupiter Olympus, and that in Gazium of Jupiter the defender of strangers, as they did declare that dwell in the place. Three, the coming of this mischief was sore and grievous to the people. Four, for the temple was filled with riot and reveling, revealing by the Gentiles, who, who divide with the highlights 
had to do with their, with women. Within the circuit of righteous places, and besides that, brought in things that were not lawful. Five, the altar also was filled with profane things which the law forbidden. Six, neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient feasts or to profess himself at all to be a Jew. Seven, and in the day of the king's birth, every month they were brought by bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifices. And when the fast, and when the fast of Barkas was kept, the Jews were compelled to go into go into possession of Barkas, carrying envy. Nine. Moreover, there went out a decree to the neighbor cities and of the heathen by the suggestion of Ptolemy against the Jews that they should observe the same fashion and be partakers of their sacrifices. Nine, and whoso would not conform themselves to the manners of the Gentiles should be put to death. Then when they might be a man have seen the present misery. Read verse 9. Who who else did not confess? Who else did not confess what? Nine says. And whoso should not confess themselves to the manners of the Gentiles should be put to death. Then might a man have seen the present misery. So why, if you didn't perform the work that he put on the table, he kept you trying to say you are an Israelite from the tribe of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, you would have put to death. If they caught you not, they kept you doing the Sabbath day, these days, put you to death. So that same theater must be in us today. Because we use every excuse to live to not keep the Sabbath day, these days, getting what we've been in there, or even know our nationality. You mean that same thing? That's why I tell you, you don't need the old book no more, just the new book of Jesus alone. See, I want you to never read that your parents, your forefathers and mothers called they backside, beat down, but try to not eat hog. Try to keep the Sabbath day. And now you just doing it because you just willingly, not knowing any better. Yeah, That's how they'll beat us down. They'll beat us down so bad now we um, that we simulate with them, and they got the full attributes of us. The deadliest beast it is. As a kingdom, but we love to have it so. But what he saying <laughs> behind that elder in 231 of uh, Jeremiah? But we love to have it so, elder. But what did Jeremiah write in 231 of the book of Jeremiah? Is it 231? He, he made a statement there, elder, in the book of Jeremiah. 
You know, um, the statement written in 231, we believe, and we're going to take a little peep at it. And let's just look at uh, 531. Hey, yo, let's look at Jeremiah 531. Let's see what that say. 531, what that say? Okay, changing my notes. One second. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 5, looking at verse 31. And 31 hey, says. Hey, yo, he's talking about the, um, the Pope, the Bishop, and the Shepherd, and the Pastor. So you be talking about them right now, 2.30 and 5.31. You're talking about them bishops right now. That's what he's saying, 2.31. What did he say? I mean, 5.31. I got it. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 5, verse 31, the prophets prophesize falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means. And my people love to have it so, and what they will do in the end thereof. He said, what they going to do at the end, uh, when they find out that they're going to lie, you didn't lie up and down to your pastor, your shepherd, your bishop, have lied to you all the time. But what you going to do at the end when you find out that he's going to lie to you? And everything that the boy felt to his light, I told you what time it is, but you, but you don't pay up no never mind. What you do in the end when you find out what we've been telling you is the truth? I don't know. You might wake up. I don't know. Hey, hey, mother, what is wisdom Solomon say in 17, verse 12? The book of wisdom of Solomon, chapter 17, verse 12. Okay. Hmm. The book of wisdom of Solomon, chapter 17, verse 12. For fear is nothing else. But a burden, a daring of the success, which I can see. He says, he says, this fear ain't nothing but a burden of betrayal. All this is betrayal of your mind. Fear. We feel everything this man. Have told us back in the past, and we still do it today. You don't even know why we do it. I appreciate that mother in Second Timothy one seven, and we bring mother mother E mother in and give a commentary on cake number seven. What is Second Timothy one verse seven? Let's see if we can bring it down no way, mother. Second Timothy one verse seven. One verse seven. Okay. Uh huh. Second Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven reads For Yahweh had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Mm-hmm. So this so this spirit of spirit that we have, Yahweh didn't give it to you. If we, if we, my fact, a brother told me today, 
is a, is a, you know, I, I got my bang on me. I said, why you got a bang on you, brother? He said, you know, I'm having, I said, brother, all you need is yacht wall. Yeah, you ain't got to mess around and have no bang on with you. If you got your yacht wall, you all good. But see, that's the fear been put on us that we're going to do everything. And you know, if you call with a bang on you, it's automatic between five and ten years off the top. You see? You know, so we just been, we need to turn back to our mighty one. We got to carry no bang around. Just to turn back to your mighty one. He'll protect you if you believe in him. Now we're going to celebrate that and see his mother, Mother Z, want to dress this national audio of 900,000 strong and tell him anything by coming on stage. Hey, Mother Z, try to y'all got Judah. Y'all probably be just here right Yahweh blessing, keep you see Israel, a royal sea. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Well, mother, we know that the great big old feast is coming up to White Drummond's Friday night. And is there anything you want to tell these national orders about, about the fear they got of? We sit on the fear is from Satan the devil. We should not fear nobody. We supposed to tie into our mighty one. So whatever the Almighty put on you to tell them, Take your time there, Mother. It's all yours. The stage is waiting on you. Come up. I'm going to read in Revelation chapter 6. Start reading at verse 1. And I saw when, when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it was the noise of a trumpet one one of the four beasts said come and see verse 2 and and I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had had a bow and a crown was given unto him, and he was, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Verse 3, and when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast saying, come and see. Verse 4, and thus and there went out a uh, and and there went out another horse that were red and power was given to him that sit thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should should like one another, and there were given unto him a great sword. And and when he had opened, opened, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, "Come and see," and I be be. Held and lo, a black horse, 
and he that said on him having a pair of bellies in his head, verse 6, and I start reading that seven. And I heard a voice in the midst of the verse six, and I heard a voice in the midst of the phobe saying it saying and OB said a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny and see the hurt and see does hurt not the all and the wine. Verse 7. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard I heard the voice of the four beasts saying, Come and see. Verse 8. And, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name was, and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed. With him and power was given unto them over the four parts of the earth to kill, to kill with swords, swords and with hurt, hunger, hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. And I'm gonna say. Who was this? What color? What kind of pale was this, mother? Fifty twenty-five, twenty-five. 
truly my soul waited upon Yahweh. From him cometh my salvation. Verse 2. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Verse 3. How long will he imagine deceiving against a man? He shall be slain, all of you, as a bowling wall shall be, shall be, and as a tottering faith fence. Verse 4. They only consult to cast him down from his excellence. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse in what? Verse 5. My soul waits thou only upon Yahweh for my ex- ex- expectation is from him. Verse 6. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Verse 7. And Yahweh is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in Yahweh. Verse 8. Trust in him at all times. Ye people, pour out your mind before him. Yahweh is a refuge for us. Verse 9. Surely men of low degree of vanity and men of high degree are lies to be laden in this balance, and they are altogether lightened than vanity. Hallelujah. 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 But it's a reminder that it will be a great big gathering of children of Israel all over the world. Uh, Elder, we're going to wrap it up, Elder, and, uh, and find out who is this. He said, all these people out is death. Let's see what it says in the 13th chapter of Revelation. We're going to 13 and pick it up verse 10. 10 down to verse 13. We're going to Revelation chapter 10, I mean 13, verse 10 to 13, and close the statement of Revelation chapter 13. Verse 10 down to verse 13 to close the thing. What does it say? Revelation chapter 13, reading 10 to 13. 10 says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that is killed with the sword must be killed. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. 
and had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Twelve, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and caused the earth and them which dwelleth therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Thirteen, and he doeth great work, wonders, so that he that maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. Yeah. I'll, I'll read, read verse 10 again. Verse number 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that is killed with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here read is again, and hey, take time to read the real captain. Take your time to look at that real captain, and we'll close out with that. Look at it, real captain, 13, verse 10. 13, verse 10 says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Yes. Yeah. So what is the patient of the saints in verse 14? What is the patient? He said, if you kill the sword, that's how you got to be killed. But then he says in verse 14, you know, the close thing we say. 14 says, and deceive them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwelleth on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. Yeah, he was wounded, but now he's well and everything. So, but if you lead into captivity, you go on into captivity. Hey, Elder, action on your part, the mother's part, and those all participated, even on the end. Close statement, Elder. Everything you want to say is all yours. We catch everybody tomorrow at 6 p.m. for the special edition call Thursday evening. And after that, the next time around, Friday, will be the feast of week. Take the time, Elder. It's all yours. Take it on, take it on, Elder. It's all yours. Come on. Hallelujah, Revelation 1, 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. For time is at hand, and the time is now at the voices of the true Israelites. Hallelujah, Right. Time is now, y'all. Time is now. Return back to your mighty one. Time is now.